0: Good evening, and welcome to A Closer Look. I'm your host, Laurie Hackett, and each month we are joined by leaders in the community who are involved with nonprofit organizations or who volunteer themselves. We're able to take this time to really understand what is it about engagement and volunteerism across the Lehigh Valley that makes this region, this community, so special. And tonight we have two incredible guests. So please join me in welcoming our first guest, and that's Brittany Keel, and Brittany is Vice President of Diversity Councils for the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber. Welcome, Brittany.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lori. I'm very excited to be here and be able to give back and kind of talk about our experience with volunteerism in the Lehigh Valley.
0: Well, thanks so much, we appreciate it. You know, we hear a lot of great voices on this program, representing different nonprofits or people who serve on boards, And the chamber comes up consistently, I think, because we know it's the sixth largest chamber in the country, and there's so many councils and committees and opportunities. Could you talk about that, the influence of the chamber as you see it across the region.
1: Absolutely. And there's so many opportunities for you to get involved. I think sometimes the smaller nonprofits don't have as many opportunities just because they're smaller, but we have the advantage of being so large and having so many different geographical chambers as well as our diversity councils where you can get involved on a board or you can get involved on a committee or just a subcommittee where you're really helping further those initiatives on certain events. And we're really as much as a business organization as we are an organization that's empowering our communities, specifically within our Diversity Council. We really want to make sure that we're able to help that and be able to get volunteers from the community and then go back and serve the, the community that they're from.
0: As you just mentioned, there's so many volunteer opportunities. How large is the staff of the chamber? And then on the other side of it, how many volunteers do you think are involved?
1: So we have about 35 staff, hundreds of volunteers. So we always say that our volunteers, they're our bosses. We are a very bottom-up organization, and we want to make sure that our volunteers, their voices are heard. They're able to come up with initiatives, ideas, events, and really kind of start from the beginning and see them through. We're there mm-hmm. to really kind of guide them, but we really want to make sure that they're kind of the people behind, the the brains behind the initiatives and what we're doing. So we have hundreds of volunteers throughout the entire Lehigh Valley, all the way up into Carbon, New Jersey, Pocono, and we stretch pretty wide. Mm-hmm.
0: Could you be more specific about some of the roles that volunteers could play within the chamber?
1: Of course. I mean, you can start just as volunteering in terms of helping out an event. So it could be blues brews and barbecues and people are just simply there and really volunteering, giving back to the community that way. Maybe they're serving things, they're kind of doing the beer tap, they're they're taking money. Or you could be in a committee where you're really pushing the ideas forward and seeing them come through. Mm -hmm. A lot of our volunteers like to really be involved. So they'll say, hey, I know so-and-so. I'm happy to reach out and make that connection to kind of get our speakers going or Or events going. And then there's also the board level, which is kind of the higher level of volunteerism, who's really overseeing the different committees and making sure that, you know, we're on track with where we need to be. And we're making sure that we're following the missions for the specific councils, as well as for the chamber and pushing that down through the committees as well.
0: So many opportunities. So is it true, you don't have to be an executive to get involved as a volunteer. I'm guessing you have a lot of young professionals involved.
1: Yes. And that's something that the young professionals in particular is kind of pushing for and making sure that people know and they're aware of that because it's important to start volunteering as early as you really can so that it's, you know, it's second nature. It's something that you're going to continue to do okay. throughout your, your career, your personal career and your professional career. So no, you don't have to be an executive. You could be just be starting here in your, in your career. You could be a young professional and wanting to get involved and give back.
0: And with the chamber, how long are the volunteer opportunities? If somebody just has a couple hours a week – if somebody just has a couple hours a month, is there still the chance for them to get involved?
1: Absolutely. Specifically, we always recommend our committees um, to folks like that that might not have a lot of time and they want to just kind of start with it. Because it's really, it could be an hour a month. It could be a couple hours. It's really, you get out of it what you put into it. So if it's something that you still want to do, you don't have enough time, I'd still say jump right in and get involved and give what you can give. It's it's really easy to just give an hour, a month of your time to to give back to the community. And Brittany, I've often
0: heard volunteers say, well, I'm so busy at work, you know, I'm not sure I can make the time, family work, which we understand. But are there professional skills that you think people can learn from volunteering that they could bring back to the workplace?
1: Absolutely. My my biggest like success story that I like to, to share is when you have volunteers that m- maybe started on committee and they've now worked their way mm-hmm. up to the board and they're becoming chair and the vice chair of the board, which is giving them these opportunities to, to public speak. And they're saying, oh, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little timid. But they come out of it as such a better person. And then they feel so much more confident personally, as well as going back professionally and being able to lead meetings and, and give presentations at their job as well.
0: That's great. And Just before we went on air, you and I were talking about the Woman to Woman Mentoring Program. I'm obsessed with that program. I think there's such a need. Could you share a little bit about what that is?
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I even went through the program. We're mm-hmm. blessed as staff to be able to go through the program as well as women. But it's a full-year commitment. They, again, mm-hmm. only meet once a month. It's about two to three hours a month. They meet on the same day every month. But it goes through so many different things, such as personal branding, public speaking, how to negotiate, how to really lead with yourself, um, and understanding yourself as a woman as well but you're also meeting so many different people in the program so you're building mentorship with the mentors that are in that are kind of coaching the program but also peer to peer mentorship with the other folks that are from a wide variety of different industries as well as different points in their career wow
0: sounds like a really incredible experience brittany how did you get involved in this work with the Chamber, because you have to have a giving heart to Mm -hmm. be in the work that you're in, to work for a very large nonprofit. And every day, your stakeholders are volunteers. How did that all get started?
1: So volunteering and kind of giving back has been something that's always been near and dear to my heart. I've always wanted to help out the community and I've always wanted to do things for other people that, you know, might not be able to themselves. And with working at the chamber, it allows us to do that. I got involved really just because I I'm someone that has had a passion as well for doing event planning um, and making sure Mm -hmm. we're, we're planning events and whatnot. So that's kind of how I started. And I mean, I'll be here six years in the beginning of January and I'm still here and I absolutely love it. And the incredible opportunities that we get to give back as well as opportunities personally and professionally as we're building.
0: And I know that you're an active volunteer yourself as as you just mentioned you're passionate committed to it. I know you're involved with the Allentown School District Strategic Planning Committee and also in Philadelphia you're involved with Timoteo. Could you talk about either of those experiences, just share a little bit about them with our listeners.
1: Absolutely, they're, they're both two different experiences, I would mm-hmm. say, working with Allentown School District allows me to be myself, but as well kind of growing professionally just because it's it's the higher level people that are there we're, we're really being able to give back to our, our students, which I always say the, the kids now, it's really the future of the Lehigh Valley. So we need to make sure that we're we're really pouring into them and that they're feeling the love so that they can you know do what they wanna do as they're getting older. And then the other organization that I'm working with with in Philadelphia. It's called Team Mateo. It's a faith-based organization that's really mentoring and pushing children up, specifically the black and brown community and the men. And it's through sports as well as education, but they're able to have a good amount of mentorship to kind of push them forward. You know, they're they're kids that a lot of times wouldn't have opportunities Mm or they might not have the best home life, but they're able to have this As kind of an outlet to really be able to express themselves and and make long life connections and mentorships.
0: Wow, it sounds like a great program. When you think about that, your involvement with Team Oteo, is there a specific story, maybe a, a young person that you worked with that you could share? with our listeners to help us understand how truly impactful that work is?
1: Absolutely. So there was one that actually just graduated last May. So he's been in the program for as long as he can remember. So I would probably say since he's been maybe eight. And the, so the program roughly is from seven to now they've kind of pushed it up to 19. So he recently graduated. He was at a school that didn't really help him as much educationally. So we were able to pair him up with a mentor through this program, but also being able to to play sports and he now has a full ride he got a full ride scholarship to eastern university who otherwise unfortunately wouldn't have been able to pay to go there so to be able to give him that opportunity has just been so rewarding and incredible oh,
0: it's those stories you know that matter so much and i feel like when we have experiences like that you're changed yes right? you're changed forever talk a little bit more about that please have you seen in yourself How personally or professionally have you grown through volunteering with programs like that?
1: A tremendous amount. It's like I said, it's something that's dear and dear to my heart. So when you see like those success stories or Mm -hmm. kids that are just so happy or benefiting from certain things, it just just hits your heart. It definitely hits home. So I've definitely grown personally. And then professionally, I mean, I've made so many connections Mm -hmm. through people and that are able to help me in other ways professionally and even mentors as well for myself.
0: And is there someone that inspires you, Brittany, someone in your family, a friend growing up? Can you share with us a little bit about a mentor that you've had?
1: Absolutely. My, my dad, especially uh-huh. through volunteerism, he has always been a volunteer. He's always been the person that's a volunteer coach that's over volunteering at certain places where we're giving back. He's always the one that says, grab all your old clothes, and we're going to make sure we donate them to a family that really needs them. So my dad, for sure, has really kind of instilled that in me to make sure that we are giving back and doing the best that we can for ourselves. And really, he always says, what, what would the younger you do? So like making sure that the, the children as well as are kind of pushed up and they're, they're getting what they need to be successful.
0: Well, and I hope he's listening right now, right? Yes. <laughs> if he's not, we'll send him the link and he yes. can listen to it on WDIY.org. Brittany, what would you say to someone who's thinking about getting involved
1: to as just do it. I would tell them to just, just jump right in. There's, there's no fear and don't hold back. Just start as mm-hmm. soon as you can. It can be something so small as just volunteering in a soup kitchen. That's maybe just an hour out of your time. And then you'll, you'll see the benefit, I think, immediately. And you'll want to be continue to get more involved throughout your life. But just start right away to just do it.
0: And in the Lehigh Valley, you talked a lot about the chamber. How would somebody get involved with the chamber? There's so much opportunity. What if they're not with a big company? What if they're a small business or just getting started in career? What would be some ways that they could get involved?
1: I would immediately go to our website, lehighvalleychamber.org, as well as follow us on social media. We have various platforms, so following the Lehigh Valley Chamber um, and just... Checking us out and coming to events and networking and getting to know people is always a really good start.
0: And do chamber events happen throughout the year? Is there a season of them or can people always find something?
1: All year long. There's 365 days in a year and we have more than 400 chamber events. So there's always an opportunity and an event to come to. And there's so many different ones. So I'd say there's really one for everyone to go to. So I would just check out our website. You can do leahavellichamber.org slash events and it has the entire chamber events calendar and you'll, I promise you'll you'll be able to find something.
0: Brittany as we come to the end of our program we think back you as a volunteer you're so involved and then certainly I mean personally and professionally are there other examples you could give us or another example of someone that you saw kind of gently walk in as maybe a tentative volunteer and then you saw a real difference in them?
1: So I want to give the example of my husband, although I haven't, of course, I didn't see him as a young child, but Mm -hmm. I've heard so many stories and I can see who he is today. So he, the organization that I worked with in Philadelphia, Timoteo, he was someone that was involved in it in that young of an age. And it's, uh, it's an organization that helped bring him to various mentors. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the person that married us is one of his mentors, lives across the street from us now. But he was a kid that was a really smart kid, but I would say not the most behaved kid. So in and out of different schools. But this organization really saved him. And I hear the stories all of the time. And it's now he's become such a wonderful man and now is giving back so that's also something to say Mm -hmm. you know when you're in an organization that's really benefiting you as an individual and as an individual like kind of remembering those stories Mm -hmm. and knowing like I I receive this I need to give back to the community as well
0: great story love it thank you and just my final question for you Brittany are you optimistic about the future of community of volunteering there's so many things pulling on people's days and time and lives. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I hope that it continues the way it is now. I, I do think that sometimes, because of especially because of COVID, there's more people that working at home. They might not want to go out as mm-hmm. much. But I have seen more and more businesses that are supporting their employees and their staff to go take volunteer hours. Some, I believe, are actually even requiring it. So I think it is an opportunity to to use those volunteer hours to go. So I think it will continue to grow and people will continue to, to volunteer and really be able to support our communities and give back.
0: Those words of optimism and hope from someone of your generation yes. is really exciting for those of us who have been around a little bit a little bit longer. Brittany, anything we didn't get to talk about that you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off?
1: I'm just really excited to see where the Lehigh Valley goes and to, to see people continue to, to pour their love and their hearts back into our community.
0: So well said. Well, thanks. And again, listeners, our first guest tonight is Brittany Keel, and Brittany is Vice President of Diversity Councils of the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber of Commerce. Brittany, thanks again for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. And we'll be right back.
2: WDIY
1: News engages the Lehigh Valley with accurate, unbiased reporting from many sources and volunteer real voices. Listen to WDIY News during Morning Edition, Fresh Air, All Things Considered, and Weekend Edition. Every day here on 88.1 FM, streaming on WDIY.org, and the WDIY phone app. WDIY. Many choices, real voices.
0: Welcome back, listeners. I'm Laurie Hackett the host of A Closer Look, and now we're joined by our second guest, and I couldn't be more delighted to welcome John Dodds for the second part of our show. Welcome, John.
2: Thank you, Laurie. Delighted to be here.
0: John has been involved with so many organizations throughout the Lehigh Valley. He is very involved here at WDIY. In addition, John was involved with the Chamber through the Nonprofit Council as a board member of VNA at St. Luke's Health Network, I know in your past as well, John, you were very involved with ArtsQuest, with marketing, and with the Boys and Girls Club of Allentown. And currently, you have your own branding and marketing consultancy business as well.
2: That's right. That's right. The beauty of all of that is it all blends together. I'm involved using my skills with various nonprofits. And the joy I get from that is I can't explain it because from the very beginning, when I worked at Shell, I was involved with public affairs, uh, part of the business, and I just got to learn about it, and it just seemed a natural thing for me to support my community where I live, just outside of London. And then when I came here, Air Products, who doesn't—they do an outstanding community involvement program with employees, and they they signaled that it would be good for me to get involved with, say, the Boys and Girls Club, and I did, and I was delighted to be with them for about ten years and help them out and. What I learned from that, it was enormous. I learned the American way of doing business and connecting, because once you're out of your own office, you learn a whole new life. You learn that people are way less fortunate than you are, and you you meet them, you understand where they are, what their thoughts are. And the Boys and Girls Club of Allentown do a, a marvelous job. In helping that community, and I just learned a great deal. And I still, when I go to the various events, Ted Lyons, who was heavily involved and was a mentor, still comes up and says, Hey, how are you? And I just, I love that element of being involved in the community.
0: John, you've been involved in so many organizations, and I love that you mentioned Boys and Girls Club. You mentioned the commitment of your product, where you were involved for so long. What do you think it is about this community that you learned early on that made you have such an incredible involvement and longstanding engagement with so many nonprofits?
2: I do remember when I came over, some of my English friends said, why would you go to Allentown? And I said, you have no idea. I said, there are, I can see more concerts in this area than I can in London. I can be on a radio station, which I would never be in London. And there are more ways that I can help and give than I could in London because it's a, it's a big place. And quite frankly, this is a very close community and people really do help each other. And I was shocked at the amount of generosity that people have in this community for the various nonprofits. And the truth also is you get to know people. Mm -hmm. It was very valuable for me to be involved in the community and get to know people. And I was talking to a friend, Mike Drabenstadt, and how he got involved with the community and with nonprofits. And a friend of his, Greg Oxley, who I know, uh, who they both worked at Lieberman Palucci, said, hey, you ought to check out the symphony. They're looking for a board member, a young board member. So he did. And he went and joined the board at a tender young age. And he was surrounded by legends, And I think that's something that people forget, that it isn't just giving and giving your time. You get to meet people who are really kind and really smart, who can teach you an awful lot.
0: John, what about you? When you first got involved, is there a story you can share about an experience you had?
2: So many. I I think WDIY, when I got involved Mm -hmm. with WDIY, firstly, to go into a radio station mm-hmm. and to help out and then when they said would you like to have a radio show I was shocked because I used to do discos when I was a kid <laughs> but but to actually broadcast and people that know me especially in England could they t- the guy is he's rolling in it he is he he couldn't be happier because he's got his own radio show in his own community and that's that's the beauty of the opportunities you have mm-hmm. so I guess my thought process on all of this is if there's something you love for example beekeeping my daughter is crazy about bees and so ken sidlow who's a very interested in bees took her to see the various bees that he has in the area she was just entranced by bees we talked about an outdoor program there is now an outdoor program on wdiy and so my only point about all of this is if you love something, whether it's helping elderly that need to get around the place or whether it's kids who need a little bit of help and support or whether it's the arts where you want to support someone like ArtsQuest mm-hmm. with the fantastic music fest they have, you can do this stuff mm-hmm. if you make the time.
0: Exactly. So much opportunity. It just depends on what you're looking for or what you what you want to give.
2: Yeah. And as Mike said, all I did was say yes. Right. Ugh. and And he was – He was younger. He had a young family. And it would be very easy to say no. But if you say yes, you're giving yourself a much greater living experience, quite honestly. You learn more from people. You find out about another world that you might not know. People are so grateful for your support. And you know you're helping make a dent in the universe. Mm
0: -hmm. I know my first volunteer opportunity here, John, was I judged potatoes for the 4-H and what makes a good potato and what who should win the blue ribbon like didn't know anything about it but said yes john what about your personal journey as a volunteer could you speak a little bit about that the kinds of things you learned or where you were and where you ended up because of your engagement in community
2: i guess it started in england and i was the public affairs manager for shell in the southeast and they would i would go around all these various communities in the southeast and we they did an amazing program and there was a program called village ventures and so you'd judge the best village and then there was another one where we were involved with the young farming community but shell also gave a lot of money to communities to help areas so that there would be better places to live and I, i got a donation for our local village and they wanted me to be a on the village association, which I didn't even know what that was, <laughs> and guess what? I ended up being its chairman, which then meant that I could help do things like better meeting places and squares and things like that in our little village, which we did. And from that, then I, when I moved to to Cambridge, same kind of thing. And then we came to America. It was about the radio station. It was about Boys and Girls Club. It was about Art Quest. I think I got kicked off uh, recently because I think my tenure was about 18 years and they thought I was a bit old for all these <laughs> hipsters that are coming on. I love ArtsQuest. I love everything they do. I love the the way that they had the vision, the, the, the vision to start having a music fest, but mm-hmm. you know, just hanging out there the other night at the movies and then listening to folk singers after that. And they have hundreds and hundreds of volunteers that help. And if you love music... And you love art and you love poetry and you love mu- You can do anything at ArtsQuest. Mm-hmm. Just be a volunteer.
0: With all of that experience, John, how has your personal volunteering impacted or influenced your perspective on this community?
2: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Because it's not all plain sailing. Boards are tricky things. Getting people to volunteer for things is a tricky thing. And so I've had to learn... be patient not always get that right because I think if you work in a company that has goals and objectives and metrics you kind of push things a little bit and you have to step back so I've learned that and I've learned that maybe it doesn't get done today but I also learned that it's very important to listen and I try very very hard to do that sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but I try very hard to listen because the sharp end which is which is my company is about listening because I was at an event, uh, actually it was in a St. Luke's event a a week ago, and I just went up to the the jazz guys there and was speaking to them. And they were telling me all about their story, and about how they're doing jazz in a different way. And as a result of that, I got on my program. And so it's all about connecting and listening. And if you do that, then you will connect with more people. And listening means that you will learn a lot more from people that have got an ocean of information to give you. It helps you be a bit more humble, you know.
0: Given all of that, all your experience, you mentioned Mike, you've mentioned Ken, there are people who have influenced you. Is there someone else who was a mentor to you, who was a true inspiration to you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, Laurie, quite apart from you. And I, I, I don't say that in jest because for anybody that is involved with the community, Laurie is a wonderful role model because she's volunteering for this station. But she's also has such a great business acumen for nonprofits. And I think my kind of mentoring, if you like, is to take that caring and business like approach, to recognize that you have to be kind within your relationship with a nonprofit, but you've also got to be business like. And strategy is about sacrifice, and it's about trade offs, and it's about the fact that you can't give money to everyone. And actually, you can't give your time to everyone. I've got involved with the St. Luke's uh, Visiting Nurses Association. That's a labor of love because I love their mission. They are so organized. My goodness. Anybody wants to find out how to run an organization, just have a little chat with Lisa Giovanni. She is so organized. And you know what? It makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. So I've learned from her. I've learned from you. I've learned from so many people. Jeff Parks has been a mentor as well because I marveled at the fact that he never said no. Mm-hmm. This was like a small town festival and became something very special. And he just battled through and battled through and battled through. And he's a charming guy, but he's a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And he's created for some something for the Valley that is absolutely a lasting legacy. And I admire him greatly for that.
0: John, how about the use of technology? Do you think that has had or will have an impact on volunteerism and community engagement.
2: Absolutely. I think we can be scared of it mm-hmm. or we can embrace it or we can manage it and the business nonprofit council have actually got a whole year talking about this and there's a whole range of different programs and there's one in the in the spring that talks about the the humanity balance that with artificial intelligence because at the end of the day why have artificial intelligence when you can have human intelligence? Mm-hmm. And if we give up our human intelligence for artificial intelligence, we become commoditized. So, and for me, I do my show in the studio sometimes, and I do it at home as well. And I've learned how to do that. And it means that I can do a show more regularly, means I can actually find out more about the artists. And so technology, we should all embrace technology, whether we're young or whether we're old. We should all try chat GPT, but we should ask it to do simple things and let it be something that helps fill the page rather than own the page. And I think that's where our creativity is in asking it the right questions and getting it to do the right things and making sure that we can add true value through the knowledge and imagination that we have.
0: We're coming to the end of our time, unfortunately, already. If you wrote a book on why volunteer, why support, why give, what would the title of it be?
2: Giving a Life. And the reason I say that is you can start to be involved at an early stage of your career, and you can get mentoring opportunities and you can actually support your community that way and you build contacts. Mid-career, it becomes a valued part of your growth and quite okay. frankly, good for your resume. And then at the end of your career, it gives you more time to think about who you want to involve yourself with. And of course, who you may want to give something to as a legacy. So giving is a life. You're either in or you're out. And I know people in the valley are very much a giving community. So I think it's something they really should think about.
0: Final thoughts, perhaps, for someone who's listening who hasn't yet made the decision to get involved.
2: So I'm asked on my writing program every week, why am I here? And it isn't why I'm on the radio show or why. It is, why do I exist? What is my role in life? And it's, it's a bit esoteric and a little bit expansionist, if you like, but it's a very good lever for yourself to say, why am I here? What am I doing? Is it just to make money? Or is it just to uh, support my family? And at certain times, it has to be certainly for Mm -hmm. some people. But if you can give just a little bit extra out of your time to give to a community, I guarantee you'll be able to answer the question why I'm here much more easily.
0: Thank you, John. So well said. Again, listeners, we were joined tonight by John Dodds. John is a great community leader and is also the owner of a branding and marketing consulting business. John, thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you, Laurie. Take care.
0: Thank you, listeners, for again making time for us tonight to learn more about nonprofits and the people leading them and the people making such a difference. We were lucky tonight to be joined by Brittany Keel of the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber and also John Dodds, community leader and involved in so many nonprofit organizations, including right here at WDIY with his own jazz show. Remember, you can find past episodes of A Closer Look and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on all major podcast platforms. Be sure and tune in next Monday for even more WDIY public affairs programming. And we look forward to seeing you next time on A Closer Look.
2: If you enjoyed this program, please go to the WDIY website or app to share or become a WDIY member.